the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Last week we talked about depending on God and that we needed to be holy to depend on Him. And we then looked at our words, which keep us from holiness. Um, This week's, let's continue to talk about our words in order to seek holiness. Are you ready? Let's pray first. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and worship you. We pray that our words would magnify you. We pray that our hearts would be with you, Lord. We pray that this program would be uh, just a tribute to you, Lord. And so, Father, touch us, and uh, we pray that everybody listening will sense the power of your Spirit, helping them to be transformed into the image that you have created us to be. So, Lord, I would say this, Father, uh, from Psalm 1915, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, for you are my rock and my redeemer. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay. Well, I pray that this program will minister to you, and we always want to let you know that we depend on monthly pledges and one-time gifts, and so if you can help us out with that uh, to stay on the air, call Karen, 813-831-5673 at our office, or go to our website, heartofmessiah.org. We certainly appreciate your involvement, and we certainly appreciate your prayer support as well. Also, you can find my messages on Facebook Live and YouTube, and our services are on Friday night and Saturday morning. And our Facebook Live uh, service uh, for prayer is also Tuesday evening at 6.30. So you might want to catch that. We'd love to try and build up uh, a prayer army. Uh, So we do an hour of prayer Tuesday evening. And we'd love for you to visit as well our congregations. We have them in St. Pete, Tampa, and Wesley Chapel. And 
our Spanish congregation also in Tampa. So that's called Conexion. And uh, we'd love to have you come visit. Bring some of your friends, especially pre-believing Jewish friends. Love to see that. So please check our Sharesh David website for times and locations. That's S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. All right. Well, I'm going to start with a story that I told last week, but I think when we're talking about our words and how we speak, uh, it is really an important story. So I thought I'd start with it again. It's a Hasidic tale. It illustrates how Judaism sees improper speech. and I believe it's quite biblical. So a man uh, went about the community saying awful things about the rabbi. Later, he realized that he had done wrong, and so he began to feel sorry, went to the rabbi, and begged for his forgiveness, saying he'd do anything to make it right. The rabbi told the man, take a feather pillow, cut it open, and scatter the feathers to the winds. The man thought, wow, this is strange, but it was a simple enough task, and so he did it gladly. When he returned to the rabbi, said, all done, now... The rabbi said, now go and gather the feathers, because you can no more make amends for the damage your words have done than you can recollect the feathers. And that's so very true. Negative words hurt three people, the one who speaks them, the one who hears them, and the one who the words are about. And so there's no real great purpose for negative uh, speaking, yet we, we do it so often. How do we learn to speak with grace? Well, first of all, you recognize the fact that you don't do that <laughs> on a normal basis, that we tend to be negative. Uh, and secondly, uh, we need to desire to speak with grace. It has to be a desire, and it should come, I think, from being obedient to the Lord. Uh, Make it a goal of your heart and mind. And the other thing that's really helpful is to stay out of useless discussions where arguments happen. You know, Scripture speaks about that in 1 Timothy 1.3. It says, I urge you when I was leaving for Macedonia, stay in Ephesus to direct certain people not to pass on different instruction or to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies. These give rise to useless speculations rather than God's training, which is in faithfulness. Now, the goal of this command is love from a pure heart and a clear conscience and a genuine faith. Some have missed the mark, have turned away to fruitless discussion, wanting to be teachers of Torah, even though they don't understand what they keep saying or what they so dogmatically assert. So you see that uh, the negatives, uh, Scripture says, is comes from useless arguments and fruitless discussion, you know, things that have no purpose, and then dogmatic assertions, people who are absolutely sure that they are right and they won't listen to anything else. Positives from that Scripture are the goal of our words, our love from a pure heart. So the first thing to ask yourself today is is the goal of your heart to love 
uh, or to the goal of your words, I should say, to love from a pure heart. When you speak, can you say that your words are speaking from words of love? Colossians 4.4.6 say it this way, Pray that I may make the mystery clear as I ought to speak. Conduct yourselves with wisdom towards outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, to know how you ought to answer everyone. So we see the clarity of the scripture here. It says, is your speech always with grace? So always, as we like to talk about, means always. <laughs> I don't know another word for it. Forevermore, you know. Uh, always means that we need to speak in love at all times, even when we're upset with people, even when they're upset with us. When I teach our membership class in our uh, synagogue, I explain what I call are the three pillars of the congregation. Number one is the unity of our statement of faith. In other words, there's certain things, uh, only a few things, but certain things that we have to be in unity about. These are the majors of our faith. But secondly, we want to apply grace towards others in the application of our core values. And thirdly, we want to love at all times. And those are the pillars that I want to see in our synagogue. Uh, Proverbs sixteen seven says, When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So be at peace with even your enemy. This is what Scripture says. You will please the Lord. And, you know, when you please the Lord, you will more than likely be more able to depend on him because you'll feel close to him. Focus on scriptures that will help you be positive. Uh, like Romans twelve fourteen. bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Repay no one evil for evil. Give thought to what is good in the eyes of all people. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live in shalom. Live in peace with all people. Again, the word all. We see that God wants us, our words, to speak in a way that brings peace. God repeats himself so often with these ideas. He says, bless those who persecute you, even your enemy, right? Um, be empathetic, care about others, live in unity, associate with everyone, even those that you don't think are that great, you know? Don't be arrogant, repay evil with good, and live in peace. So these are things from this scripture that we really have to get deep into our spirit it, this scripture requires your words to be an example of all these characteristics that I've just listed. So I know this is difficult. However, if you want to follow God and you know what he wants, do you have a choice to speak always with love? Is that a choice? No, it's something you have to do. 
Another way to say it is this in James 4.17. Remember what it says? Whoever knows the right thing to do and does not do it, for him it is sin. So if you know that the right thing is to speak words of positive encouragement and you don't do it, you are in sin. <laughs> That's what scripture says. Don't, don't shoot the messenger, right? <laughs> How do we change? We've been speaking the same way all our lives, and now we realize that a lot of our speech is ungodly. So let's think about ways that we can change. Number one, we must let God change us. Now, it just doesn't happen where we say, Lord, change me, and it, and that happens. No. Our ability to be changed by God, I really think, is determined by who we trust. If we trust God, then we will, God will be able to change us. So as an example, Isaiah 50 verse four, the scripture says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the disciple that I may know how to sustain or encourage the weary one with a word. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens me, my ear to listen as a disciple. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not disobedient, nor did I turn back. God gave us a tongue of a disciple. You have to decide whether or not you can live up to his expectations. It comes from trusting God that what he says and the change that he's promising is possible. So in James one twenty it says, put away all moral filth and excess of evil and receive with humility the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. See, God's word implanted in you has power. Let me say that again. God's word, which is implanted within you, has power. And so if you pray scripture... You are going to see the power within you to change. In uh, James 3.8, it says, no, man, no human being can tame the tongue. It's restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Adonai, our Father. And with it, we curse people who are made in the image of God. From the same mouth comes blessings and cursings. My brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way. So in the world, it's impossible to tame the tongue. But you know what? Matthew uh, 19.26 says, Yeshua said to them, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So understand that it is possible to change. Desire to speak pleasant words at all times, because as it talks about in Proverbs, pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. All right. A second way to change and and really uh, change our whole uh, speech and, 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 and communication pattern is to listen more. Yeah, to actually listen more. This will help your communication, believe it or not. It says, in, in, also in James one nineteen, it says, let every person be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. 
For human anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. So all your friends who say, well, I was angry, but it was for a righteous reason. Well, that's not scripture. Because it says human anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. So if we take more time to listen, we will learn from others. We will understand their heart. We will see another's pain. We will be less likely to overreact and jump to conclusions, and we will grow as people. So listening more gives us the, a better ability to speak to somebody because we understand them better. A third way is to control your anger. Proverbs 16.32, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit controls his temper than he who takes a city. So what I'm recommending to you is that you speak softly. You watch your body language, especially your face. Attack problems, not people. And ask God for help. But truly, anger is very difficult. It's an area that, years ago, God transformed me from being somebody who got angry to somebody who now almost never gets angry. It can happen to you. Pick your words carefully. That's another thing. Number four, pick your words carefully. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. It's... it's so obvious that we shouldn't just blurt out stuff and just speak so quickly. Take a moment, let there be silence, then speak and guard your words. Number five, put your concerns about other people. In other words, be more concerned about the other person than yourself. Look, you say that's crazy, but it's scripture. Philippians 2, 3 says, do nothing out of selfishness or conceit, but with humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. So, in every conversation, we have to choose whether we're going to affirm the positive or dwell on the negative, spotlight the growth or the weakness, celebrate the victories or rehash the failures. Encourage. We've we've give encouragement to others, or we discourage them and take courage away from them. That's what it means to discourage. It 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 eliminates their courage when we discourage them. Think about it. Or we can think the worst, or assume the best. We can draw them to Messiah, or push them away. And what we choose will make a difference in someone's life, one way or another. You can affect them positively, or you can affect them negatively. So, specific things you can do this week. The first thing I would say is start listening and judging your speech and see how you do. You can even record a conversation and then evaluate your words, your intonation, etc., But besides that, if you see that you have a problem with your speaking, look at your heart. Is it 
possible that your words are tipping you off to the fact that you need to evaluate your relationship with God? Everything starts with God. And number two, ask God to make you more sensitive to those around you. Pray that he would help you seek others and see them through his eyes. Pray that God would help you see others with his eyes and that your words would follow that kind of sensitivity and grace. Number three, think about a person that has encouraged you in the past. A teacher, a friend, a parent, someone else. Take the time to write them a note giving or give them a call and say thank you. Be as specific as you can. By doing so, you will encourage them more than you know. But, you know, the interesting thing about encouraging others is that you will also encourage yourself. You will feel better about what you are doing, and that will help motivate you to continue this kind of speech when you realize how good you feel after you've done it. Number four. Set out each day to learn something new about some of the people you see every day. Ask questions, show interest, pay attention, listen to their stories. Listening is such a key part of communicating. I mentioned it before. If you get into a disagreement, rather than lash back, ask questions to get clarity. Often your questions will lead to clarification and there will be no need for an argument or at least you will understand the heart better of the person you're disagreeing with. Number five, set out with the express purpose of catching people who are doing it right. Look for things to affirm in others. Unfortunately, we'll see the failures with no problem. We've had years of training and doing that. But you might feel that it is obvious when someone did something well, but use your words to let them know. It will make a difference in their life and a difference in your life. Number six, memorize scripture because the power of God's word in you is going to transform you. And seven, Do a study on the book of Proverbs. Write down all the verses that relate to the power and the importance of your words. But before you do these things, know that when you do this, there are going to be people around you. They're going to be listening to you. They're going to be sharing their stories. They will be talking to you more because they find you more approachable. This is really important in developing relationships, but it's also important because God will appreciate this new strength that you will develop with people, but with him as well. If you do these things, you're going to share God's joy. It is definitely a blessing when we can give God joy. So, Seek to do that this week, and, and also maybe prayer, the, the prayer that I like to pray before I preach, in fact, Psalm 19, 15. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable before you, Adonai, my rock and my redeemer. Well, this is all we have time for today. 
I pray that you have been ministered to by this program. Feel free to help us with finances for monthly pledges or a one-time gift. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. We would really appreciate it. Also, my messages are on Facebook Live and YouTube. Uh, Our services are Friday night, Saturday morning. Again, Facebook Live, and and, uh, we also collect them on the website. Tuesday night prayer at 6.30 is also broadcasted on Facebook, and uh, we'd love for you to visit. So join me as I close in prayer. Let no harmful word come out of our mouths, Lord, but only what is beneficial for building each other up according to the needs, so that it gives grace to those who hear it. Lord, may you be our first priority, and may you grow in our desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel